morning. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. It's showtime. This is the Bold Nonsense Podcast. We might as well have a good time. drop-in money and broadcast school has really paid off at still smooth productions <laughs> oh big golf huh all right well see you later and the man you know as the smartest idiot in the world i think cerveza in a can is probably the greatest invention besides yoga pants and chipotle at st bales Senseless members, welcome in to all the friends of the Bold Nonsense Podcast. That's where you are, that's what you've got. This is the Bold Nonsense Podcast, episode 114. The red light is on. Red light means stop thinking, get a little senseless with us. That means throw the brain in neutral and just, just let it idle. Don't be driving it too hard. But don't shut it all the way off. We usually say shut it all the way off. This week I want you to just throw it in neutral. It's on. It's ready to go. But it's it's relaxed. It's keeping it easy on 529-2020. That's the date. That is this Friday. That is this beautiful Friday. Hope all your Fridays are amazing. And uh, I hope all of you are amazing, healthy, loving life right now. Uh, You know, it it was beautiful today, so that should help with that a little bit. I'm at Walt Disney. I'm the happiest host on earth. You took journalism. Yeah. Get out of here. I thank you for being with me for another week. Yes, I said with me. Uh, You know, with all this going on, we're trying to find creative ways to... um, Keep keep this podcast fresh. Keep every episode entertaining and fun. Uh, and if if not towards the entertaining side, more towards the opinion side or the at least give you something to think about. That's what we're trying to do. So we're trying to find different ways to do that. I will be by myself this week as uh, this week and last week. Um, Smooth has been off, but he will be back next week. And you know that's that's kind of the other thing that with, with this this whole situation, no sports. It's kind of, sometimes it's rough uh, for each of us. You know, we got to take our breaks. We got to uh, you know try and keep a mel- a healthy mindset. And if you if you've got nothing, let's let's not try and put that out there. Let's just let's try and recharge and be ready for the next one. And, you know, everybody needs that now and then. Smooth, he's fine. He's, he's just taking his break. He's PTO for a reason. Paid time off. Mr. PTO taking his PTO when he needs it. Good on him. He'll be back next week. And we will have a great, great show for you next week. Make sure you tune in for 115 because that's going to be awesome. But this week, you've got me. I will be here 
And what we're going to do is just kind of go over what are sports doing in general with this whole situation? What could they do better? Where could, maybe where did they falter? So just, just things like that. Just kind of go over and, and hey, where are they doing really well? That, I definitely have some thoughts on that. So the, this will be interesting. Just getting kind of get these last thoughts out there as teams start to ramp up and get plans set which is very interesting we'll continue to cover that but for this week uh you'll have me i'll give you my thoughts we'll keep it short keep it succinct just get you to think get you to get you to throw that brain in neutral for a little bit it's the weekend it's a freaking weekend might as well have us some fun and we'll start our fun with trivia trivia Gonna make that your final answer? You think you're pretty smart, don't you, Trebek? Okay, last week's question. Who is the only coach to win both an NBA and an NCAA title? That is, 3-2-1, Larry Brown. Larry Brown, great all-time coach, as I said, only guy to do it in the college ranks and the professional ranks. He, in 1988, he won the NCAA title with Kansas, University of Kansas. And then way later, full life of coaching here, 2004, he wins it with the Pistons. So did it in both. Took him a while to get that NBA one, but hey, he stuck with it. Paid his dues, it seems like, and uh, was able to get it done. So he'll live in history forever. This week's question, though. Who, no, screwed it up already, man. You know what it is, because I forgot to put a question mark at the end. This week's question. What MLB player holds the record for most no-hitters? One more time for you, a baseball question here. What MLB player holds the record for most no-hitters thrown? Find out on 115. For now, uh... It's not really the news, um, but it's it's more of just a conversation. So, instead of throwing it to the news, let's just throw it to our conversation segment. Excuse me, can I talk to you for a minute? Excuse me, can I talk to you for a minute? I'm going to holler I'm going to Pippity-poppy, give me the zombie. Okay, so what I thought I'd do was kind of update and then give my thoughts on uh, some of these sports and kind of the... And, and then at the end, I'll give like sports in general, where we're at, what I'm thinking, uh, which is kind of what, talk, what what comes off the top of my mind. I'm kind of spitballing here, uh, going by the seat of my pants, but hey, it's fun. It's fun. We're just, we got a mic. We got you guys. Hopefully, uh, you guys will enjoy this. So, I want to go sport by sport, and at the end, we'll get, we'll hit sports in general. NFL. Well, let's, let's be honest. NFL got lucky. They're not in their, they weren't in their playing games part of the season they were able to do their off-season season quote-unquote off-season season uh virtually so hey you got lucky there and really they're sitting back they're watching they got no decisions to make so what do they do they're do- doing like contingencies hey uh when it gets to our season what happens if we have no fans let's figure that out well what happens if we only have 50 percent of fans let's figure that out what happens if we have everybody? Let's try and figure that out. Because even if we do have everybody, I know sports are going to want to try and stay safe, as they should. That entertainment industry 
the sports industry. We'll try and keep it safe. That's what the NFL is trying to figure out. They usually do a great job with that. And uh, I think they'll be fine. But for now, they're lucky. They're sitting back. They're chilling. Roger's probably in his chair in his basement just hanging out. And uh, we'll see what they do coming down the road. So we don't really need to talk about them that much. In the NBA, my general feeling with all of this, to be a solid leader, you have to be out in front and you have to have a plan. Have something. Give us something. Your sport, your fans, your players, your front offices, whatever. And from what I was seeing, Commissioner Adam Silver doing a horrible job early of having a plan. He was sitting. He was being passive. It, in, but not passive as in, uh, we're not going to do anything. We're just going to figure, we're going to sit back, we'll figure it out, and we'll come back to you. He was being passive as in, he was letting other people dictate what the plan was. Too many cooks. That's the whole thing. That distills it right there. It's a good, it's a great long-lasting saying for a reason. Too many cooks in the kitchen. He was getting too much information. So it was, ah, we're not gonna decide to July. Then four days later, it's like maybe we're playing basketball in July. Who knows? It just keeps flip-flopping. And what that does is that makes it says, I can't believe anything you say. You keep saying this, then you switch it. So you've got to either understand, and this is when he was doing a bad job. This is going to change. Give me a second. You either have to say nothing or ignore something. And he wasn't doing either. He was hearing everything and saying everything. And and that, that created more chaos than I think he needed to. And it it, it to me, it made... Just the leadership, and it's not just him, the leadership in general for the NBA, look a little unorganized, a little weak, because you can't, you're not fixating on anything. You're not getting something and then attacking it. And that's, let's be honest, in our country, that's what we do. Uh, so so now, let's, let's now move on. This is kind of the timeline. That's what he was doing. Now, I love to see that the plan is coming together. It went from... Uh, we won't decide. And then he got a little bit of pressure. And I think he kind of realized, like, like, look, this is what we've got to do. Let's try and get something and, and just move forward. Just move forward and try to get something done because that's what we need to do. We can't, we can't sit and, and wallow forever. So I love to see that they've got a plan coming. Uh, looks like they're trying to... Uh, get teams in kind of a hub area. That's the big word, hub, right now. So they're trying to get them all in an area that looks like it's going to be Disney World, probably. Um, and could be July that they're trying to figure things out. So now you give yourself a target time, a target area, and it kind of takes every all these questions and brings them down to the one specific area. How do we make Disney World healthy? How do we make this time work? And all that kind of stuff. And I think that they did a good job 
of realizing where they were misstepping. And hey, this is new for everybody, so I'm not saying they should have done a perfect job step one, but but they got there, and that's good to see, and I'm really encouraged by that because I want to see some, some freaking sports just like everybody else does, and I think we're going to now. But So I'm happy to see that the NBA leadership got there. What I couldn't have been more pleased about was the NBA players. Man, I got a lot of respect for the NBA players through this whole situation. I think that if everybody was being honest with themselves, NBA players were starting to be seen, starting and had been being seen in the past like decade, as soft, uh, pampered. And it's not, I mean, it's not their fault. They're kind of, people tiptoe around them. The whole system of basketball is designed to make them that way. And and they were becoming that way because, hey, if that's how you're taught to be, that's who you're going to be. So I loved and got more respect as we saw in the everyday normalcy of NBA basketball. These players, all, all we could see was kind of those negative pampered aspects of who they were as becoming as players, not as people, as players, then the respect level kind of dips. But then you see this and the overall majority of the NBA players have wanted to get the NBA season played. And that's not just like LeBron who's got a good chance of winning and is older and doesn't have that many seasons left. That's a lot of the players. Let's go play some basketball. Oh, we missed the game. We want to get back to it. We want to finish this season. Give ourselves a chance to compete. All those kinds of things. When you hear those kinds of things from these players and you see that love of the game kind of creep back instead of all these stories uh, about, you know, five-star hotels, first class, and they don't want to travel much. They need back-to-backs off. Instead, you see, we just, we want to play basketball. And I feel like that has really brought people, endeared people towards basketball players, towards the NBA players again. And... I gotta say, I you know I don't think that goes away. I think NBA that lasts a couple seasons. I'm not gonna say it's gonna last forever, a decade, but it'll last a couple seasons, in my opinion. I also want to talk about uh, the MLB, so Major League Baseball. The overall feeling, the general feeling with baseball. It's not about the sport anymore. It's just it's not, it just not. Whether you're talking about uh, the game itself, whether you're talking about leadership and its players, whether you're talking about the overall media coverage or the feeling around baseball, it's not about the game anymore. It's about everything else, and that is as about as bad as it could possibly get. Throughout this whole thing, um, and where we are sitting right now with with this pandemic, it sure seems like there's positivity around every sport except for baseball. Baseball seems towards seems to be trending towards we're not going to get it done, and that is classic baseball. Let's just be in our own way. I'm a baseball guy. I grew up playing baseball. I played college baseball. I love baseball. The game of baseball. The pure sport game that it is. 
is one of my favorite things ever. And in the past few years, it seems like they have done their very best to ruin what that game is. Whether it's greed on the owner's level, the player's level, lack of leadership, analytics instead of athletes, any of those things. You pick one. Let's go back. Let's bring it, try and and reel it into the theme of today, which is where are sports, where is each individual sport with this COVID-19 aspect. To that I ask you, I'll answer my question with my own question posed to you. Where the hell is Robert Manfred, the commissioner of baseball? I've seen Adam Silver. I was able to pick his approach apart. At least he's there. You've seen Roger Goodell. Like I said, they got lucky. I'll get to the NFL in a little bit. Or excuse me, I'll get to the NHL in a little bit. Where's Rob Manfred? Speaking, uh, I mean, the clearest picture of a lack of leadership there's ever been is with Rob Manfred. Get off your ass and do something. Right now, you've got players being attacked for greed. I'll get to them in a second. You've got unions in your sport battling. And it sure seems like you're not even going to get a season in when this could have been baseball's time. You missed it. Not only did you miss, you didn't even shoot. You didn't even try. Let's get it to bit. You didn't even step up to the plate. What are you doing? Absolute incompetency. Now let's get to this feud between owners and proposals and the union and the players. Let's just call it what it is. Owners and the players. All I keep hearing is why is it that when all these negotiation time things happen, do people side with the owners? Um, Pretty obvious. If you honestly are honest in about sports... Owners are more important than players. You can find players. There are people out there who aren't playing baseball professionally who could be pretty good at it if they did it as a job all year round. Would they be Mike Trout? No. Absolutely not. I would never say that. That's blasphemous. But they'd be pretty good. You could probably make a product. So, why is it, that, that brings me to my next point, why is it that you always hear players, ah, oh, it's a business. It's a business. We want to be part of it. We want to get part, our, we want to get ours in terms of our union, our collective bargaining agreements. We want to be part partners in this whole thing, in this sports business. Yet when it comes to taking the money hit, players always revert back to, well, they're billionaires and we're only millionaires. Wait a minute. I thought you wanted to be partners in this. But once it comes down to not cutting time, no, the owners need to take the hit. I want my money. The owner has to take the hit because he's a billionaire. 
But once everything's good again, okay, fine, we're partners again. Now we split revenue. I know that the players don't make as much as the owners. I get that. But grow up. If you're going to get into baseball, you're going to get into sports, you know that going in. You want to go straight from high school to the pros? Fine, you might not understand that. But when you grow up, understand that you made that decision. This is how sports works and we know it. Get over it. So you need to take something. You need, the players this is, needs to understand what's bigger than you. And that you are a partner and you've got it good. And sometimes you might have to make concessions in times of, I don't know, a global pandemic to get something done. The owners are already making their concessions. In the first offer, they were planning on losing, what was it, over $600,000 every home game? That was their concession. Now it's your turn. You don't get to come on and say, we're partners in this every other year except for the pandemic. Then we get all our money. You lose $600,000 a game, but I get all of my contract. And then tell me that you love baseball. You don't love baseball. You love money. Don't give me that. This is Baseball isn't about the game of baseball anymore. It's about money. It's about analytics. And it's about people talking about how the Astros cheat. And how the union is... Union and MLB leadership never get along. Only the bad parts of baseball get talked about. And baseball wants to act like that's a good thing. If you miss this season and then you go into 2021 where all these teams just lost all that money, you think they're going to want to spend again? They're not going to want to spend on anybody. Okay, so now you missed this year. Now you go in, teams don't want to spend in the offseason before 2021 because they just lost a bunch of money. So now baseball doesn't get talked about for like two years straight. Then they go into 2021, maybe play a full season, maybe have fans in the seats. Let's hope so. So that's a regular season. But then after 2021, your CBA agreement is up. And based on history between the union and MLB leadership, that's not going to go well. So who God knows what's going to happen in 2022. You're looking at four, four, potentially four years straight being affected by this, especially if you don't take advantage of the downtime that we've got in sports right now, which doesn't seem like it's going to happen because you're already behind all every other sport. So congratulations, you've just made yourself completely irrelevant. You were already pretty irrelevant, but now you're completely irrelevant. No offense. To, to any of the footballers, fans that is, are listening right now, but in America, at this point in our sports fandoms, baseball is leaning, more, is diving, is plunging towards soccer more than it is climbing towards basketball or football. Hockey? Hockey's on the up. Baseball has to understand, they have got to, the players, the owners, I don't care who has to make concessions. 
I think the the owners have done a, a fairly decent job. They could do a little bit more, yes, but the players have done nothing. They will take zero steps towards the owners trying to meet in the middle. That is the issue. Somebody's got to make concessions. Multiple people have to make concessions because what you've got to do is realize what's good for baseball. If you want to kill baseball, go ahead. Continue on your path you're on. You'll kill it just fine. Congratulations. You, you, hey, did you get your hey, golf clap for everybody who got their $37 million. But hey, you ruined baseball. You, you've officially, you, you've kneecapped baseball to the point where it will never get back to what it used to be. It's glory days. If that's what you want, then go for it. And it's going to be really hard for me to sit here and do it as a guy who I consider myself a baseball guy. And it, it makes me so mad to sit here and, and watch people, the leadership and the players, pull baseball into the mud. Because they do not care about the sport. Baseball is not about the sport anymore. It's about everything else. And that sucks. That sucks. Hopefully they turn it around. We can only hope. Now I want to get into some positivity. I told you I would talk about the NHL. Here it is. The NHL has done the best job throughout this pandemic of any sport uh, that actually had to deal with anything. Like I said, football didn't have to deal with anything. NHL has done the best job. They've had the best leadership. I love their approach. Sit back. Did you hear anything from the NHL at the beginning? Other than we got to cancel our season? That's what everybody did. They did it just like everyone else right after the NBA. Once they figured out that, you know, their cases were increasing, boom, let's shut it down. Then you heard nothing. They sat back. They stayed quiet. And what were they doing? They weren't just sitting on their hands, Robert Manfred. They were figuring out an attack plan. They were getting their priorities in order. What is our message? What do we want to happen here? They figured it out. And now it looks like they've got the best plan going forward. Yes, they've still got things to figure out. Excuse me. Exact start times, exact end times, those kinds of things. But in in terms of their leadership, their message, it was so unified. Our number one priority, player safety. We're going to do that number one. Number two, We want the season that these players just played to be worth something. Number three, here's how we do it. There was no, oh, we need we need to have a play-in series and we need to the the twenty the twenty-ninth team, why don't they get to play? No. We've played most of our season. You weren't good in the regular season, so you're done. You want to be involved next time this happens? Maybe take the regular season a little bit more seriously. But that's not what our our fans, that's not what our players, that's not what our league needs. What our league needs is, here are the top four teams you guys don't have to play. You get ready. You get extra time. Here are the other teams you guys play in to make the playoffs. And then we do the playoffs. We get in. We get out. Play the best part of our season. Everybody loves it. And then we'll, we'll reconvene for 2021 and probably crush it then too. Start them ball rolling. Get our momentum in America going for hockey. Trying to jump in first, be first, 
That's going to be huge being first. That's honestly, I think if the NHL gets rolling and people who are so starved for sports, live sports, start watching NHL playoffs, the NHL playoffs, which have already been in the past 10 to 5 years, especially in the past 5 years, have been climbing consistently in viewership, in popularity, the NHL playoffs especially. People get their eyes on that, they get locked into that. I don't know, the NBA is going to have a hard time stealing everyone away. So I think it'll be what will happen if the NHL gets in first, and this is kind of from what I'm hearing, kind of what I'm envisioning, is the NHL will get going, and I just and then the NBA will happen a little bit after that. I think people start watching the NBA, getting tre- or the NHL, get entrenched in the NHL playoffs. People will go to the, watch the NBA, but as it drags on a little bit longer... And that kind of newness, that uh, that veracity for live sports dies down a little bit. I think the NHL will be able to hold on to a good amount of people just because it'll be a little bit newer to them. And the NHL playoff product is so good. And it'll be shorter, more um, urgent than NBA playoffs generally are. So I think the NHL did a great job throughout this whole thing of getting an attack plan, getting it out there and being unified in their message. And I think that because of that, and then hope, not hopefully, but from what I think is going to happen, getting in first, they could do the opposite of what baseball is doing and really get momentum for their sport rolling in this country. Get the ball going in the right direction as opposed to baseball. So I think the NHL's done the best job. Basketball, they found their way. And that's, you know, they, that's what basketball does. They found their way. They did, they did a nice job in the end. And baseball, I think, is uh, a travesty right now. Right now. Hopefully they do the same. Hopefully they spin it around and, and, and end up kind of where basketball is. We did a horrible job and then we figured it out. <laughs> I would love that. Uh, I just want to talk a little bit about golf. I think golf has some momentum rolling too. The match was great. Um, even the COVID-19 relief thing with, uh, Rory and Dustin Johnson and Ricky Fowler and Wolf that got a little, that got us primed up. And then you give us the main event. I think they did a, uh, they've done a pretty good job of kind of giving us better access, making it a little looser. I don't know if you guys noticed, uh, during the match, everyone was wearing shorts, uh, in that, even in the rain, you know, Tiger's wearing shorts, Phil's in his shorts, uh, Brady had ripped his pants and then he had to put on his rain gear, but they even loosening that up and just kind of showing the, the, the more fun side of golf and what it could be. And I, I think they found a path to certain, you know, the PGA events can be what they are still, but there's this offshoot, these offshoot paths towards events like the match where it's a little bit more casual, uh, like the wasted management, where it's way more casual and way more chaotic. Uh, I think people, they, they've realized people have an appetite for that and they've done a good job. So I enjoyed that. Sports in general seem to be on the uptick and I, I really enjoyed, I hate this whole pandemic, understand that. 
but it is nice to see how people have have come away feeling about sports and how this country has realized how important it is to us. You know, I it's something that it's what we do. We compete a little bit. We're a little bit more aggressive than most places. That's it's kind of what we were built on, and that's why we're so into sports. Uh, I don't, you know, our our collegiate athletes are kind of a different breed, even in the whole uh, the whole world. So, it's just, it's nice to see the country kind of realize that together. Um, you see a lot of things about the pandemic, but it has brought us at times pockets of time together. And brought some realizations to our eyes. And I think that in terms of sports, it's shown us how much we care about it. And how it actually does provide a lot of value for us. And um, a good amount of leadership comes, comes from sports. Even our, I think our players are, are kind of grown into leadership uh, within our country because, because of athletics. And I, I don't ever see that being a bad thing. So... Um, in that regard, uh, it's been a positive in all the darkness. That's, you know, one of the little positives you could find the, the grain of light, I guess, to be super overdramatic about it. But anyway, uh, that is kind of my rundown on each sport, just general thoughts, uh, kind of where I think each one's going, the momentum that each one has at this point, and then sports in general, just kind of wanted to give some, some thoughts on that. Uh, maybe a couple of things to think on, a couple of things to make you smile, maybe a couple of things to maybe it made you mad, maybe baseball is making you as mad as me, or maybe you disagree. And if you do, hit us up. Let let me know. Uh, let let all of all the pod know. Everybody involved. Um, but don't be afraid to reach out because you know we just we just love having talks about sports and whatever way that comes in, we enjoy doing it. But I uh, wanted to keep this one nice, tight, quick. But give you something on a on a hopefully it's supposed to be rainy here in uh, Oregon, but hopefully a nice Saturday, regardless of weather. So that is episode one fourteen. I'm gonna go ahead get us, get me, get you out of here. Moving on to your Saturday. Just wanted to get out of here with. Make sure you come in for one fifteen next week's episode. It's got I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, we've got I've got some things planned that are gonna be awesome. We'll bring recess back. We'll bring random thoughts back. We'll bring smooth back. Maybe we'll have a guest doing it big for 115. Well, I don't know which which recess we'll see. Maybe two. Who knows? We're gonna do it big for 115 though. So make sure that you're listening in. Uh, get your dose of the senseless information next week, and. Uh, other than that, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. Hit us up on Twitter, bold underscore nonsense. Instagram, bold.nonsense. Email us at boldnonsensepodcast at gmail.com. Those are where you can let me and us know how you feel about everything I just said. Uh, expect it on Saturdays. Spread the nonsense. SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. Those are the best places. Spread that nonsense. Just one person. That you know. You can, hey, I listen to this. Maybe you should too. That's all it takes. Bang, done, right there, five seconds. All right, 
I'm getting out of here. I'm at Walt Disney. If you love it, love us. This is Bold Nonsense, episode 115, and this is your invitation to stay senseless and have a good Saturday. very little. I hate goodbyes. It's over. Go home. Go.